This is a podcast about our lived experience, which unfortunately includes infant death and subsequent mental health struggles. Please take good care of yourself and only listen if this content feels safe for you right now. We'll still be here when you're ready. Hi, I'm Judith. And I'm Melina. We are internet friends turned real life friends who both experienced the tragic loss of our sons to sudden infant death syndrome in the winter of 2021. In the year after Aiden died, my husband and I both became unemployed, my parents divorced, and we had to move five times for various reasons. And as for me, just a few weeks before my son Quinn died, my then husband had come out to me as a transgender woman and were subsequently divorced. It's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as we're living, we will love our son deeply and work to make sure that we live a life that makes them proud. Welcome to As Long As I'm Living podcast. We're so glad you're here. Okay. There's a baby and a There's live a baby. Live a live baby. baby. <laughs> you did it. You made it through a whole pregnancy. It was really hard. Oh, you really suffered. I really suffered. I asked myself, like, if I would have waited longer, would I have suffered less? I don't think so, but I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? I think. I think that I can feel healing that I have done in the last six or so months that will make it easier, I think, to be pregnant again. Yeah. But I also think some of it is just like completely unavoidable. Like, I think maybe it would have been five to 10% easier, you know? But is that worth yeah. it? No. <laughs> no. I think there are certainly some things that would have made it easier. Like, I do think that my husband starting a new job, us moving across the country, me starting a new job, that's kind of a lot to add a baby to in general. So I kind of think that like there are certain things that would have been more settled. Maybe if I would have waited, maybe, maybe, but either way, it was really, really hard and long and scary. And I can check one fear off my list. Yes. She was born alive. She was born alive. And she's alive right now as we, as we speak. She's alive right now. She is the most monitored baby in the world. (laughs) But I actually really do like the outlet. And I know logically it makes no difference if your baby's going to die of SIDS, your baby's going to die of SIDS. It doesn't matter if it's whatever, whatever. But I do like that I can flip over and I can see the green light. That means a lot. I think think we can recognize it's not going to straight up prevent SIDS, but what it is is giving you peace of mind anytime you need to check. Exactly. Exactly. Which is so and I check good. a lot. I check a lot. Of course you do. I check a lot. Um, okay, I'm really glad that we're recording because I feel like, well, first of all, I haven't told anyone from the podcast that I had a baby. So yeah, but this is something I've been struggling with, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, because I feel uncomfortable. I feel really uncomfortable announcing that I had an alive baby. Yeah, as. I still feel really fucked up inside. Yeah. And I know that our lost community won't think this, but I think that people just want to say, okay, everything's better now, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The reason I was thinking about it is because I got so sad this morning when I realized, like, um... I think logically I knew that a lot of things were still going to be really hard, but I think there was like a teeny piece of me that thought like, 
maybe this will solve all of our problems. Like maybe it'll be like when Aiden came home, it'll be so happy and joyous in our home. Like we've spoken about how our homes are sad homes, you know, remember I used to call your old house a sad house. Yeah, which was a compliment. I love that you called it a sad house. Yeah, and I was like, like, so happy. I'm so happy I'm in a sad house. Um, And I thought like bringing home an alive baby would make our house a happy house, but it hasn't. And our house is still a sad house. And it, it just made me so sad, like another loss to realize, which is something we've said before that I don't get a happily ever after. It's so unfair. You're building a happier ever after and it is happier, you know, having a baby because you want the baby and you're so happy she's alive, but it's not, doesn't, it didn't fix everything. And I'm, I'm hearing you say that that's also part of the reason why it feels hard to announce it publicly, because Mm -hmm. I think to the outside world, everyone's like, oh, great, good. She has her rainbow baby. She's all set. And you're like, hang on. No, I'm, I have a dead child because that is still true. Like the, you know, like the ache in your heart is still there. It's still empty. Yeah. Like the the scream that's like in the back of your throat is still there. Yeah. I don't get a happier, I don't get a happy ever after. I don't get a happy house right now. I don't, Yeah. it's just like a loss on top of loss on top of yeah. loss on top of loss. Yeah. You are also, you are three days postpartum. I know, but I, but the house feels different. I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I mean, I don't, I haven't felt it myself in my own family, but I know the joy that my house, that the joyful way my house was when Quinn was born. And I, I know that it will not feel the same. Everyone will be anxious. Everyone will be on edge. Everyone's like, so they're, they're excessively excited because uh, Yeah everyone's like so I think everyone's looking at me like are you better yet are you better yet are you better yet yeah Yeah. and it's really hard to be on the receiving end of that yeah like all the people look at you with these expected eyes yeah and it feels like you're disappointing all of them you're not disappointing me but not even like disappointing no one like I'm disappointing myself yeah I think you you had Part of most of you had very realistic expectations about what this was going to be like. This was going to be really I knew hard. Be hard. I thought it was going to be hard to sleep at night. I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be hard because I'd be so anxious about the baby. I don't think I realized um, the other part. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And how could I? But when I was pregnant, I was so scared of that the baby was going to die that like that's all I could think about. So I thought like that that would continue. But it's like I'm there's all these other feelings that I wasn't prepared for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I'm hormonal and I'm emotional, but I wasn't. Yeah. But just saying, acknowledging that you're hormonal and emotional is not to say that those feelings aren't valid or real. Right. Like you're feeling all those big, really right. hard feelings. And like, yes, right. maybe that can provide some comfort and you can say, remind yourself this, I won't feel this extreme forever. I do think that's true, right. that's but true. you're still having a really hard time. Yeah. Because my baby is still dead. That's right. He didn't come back to life. No. You had a baby, but it's not Aiden. It's not Aiden. And we love, and she's beautiful, and she's alive, but she's not Aiden. It's like when you lose a child, like we've spoken about this a lot of times, that you lose so much, and those yeah. things are also gone. Yeah. They're also gone. 
and and you know for the rest of our lives everything will be tinged with loss everything yeah everything is gonna be so lost yeah yeah everything i think i'm realizing that like your wedding day is gonna be so happy but it's gonna be tinged yeah i know i've thought about that too it's gonna be I think I think people who haven't lost a child or who haven't experienced like a big out of out of order loss, like I think you don't it maybe doesn't occur to people that sometimes the saddest moments are the ones that are supposed to be happy. Yes, Alina, yes. Yes. Yeah. The saddest moments are the ones that are supposed to be I want to remind you that it's okay to be really missing Aiden right now. It doesn't change your love for her, you know? Like, it's okay to feel both. And you're do- you're yeah. so good at feeling two things at once. I'm good at feeling two things at once. Yeah. It's just hard, and I'm tired, and I I feel like to miss for so long, and it's yeah. so hard. You've done a lot of days already without Aiden. And apparently I have a lifetime left. Apparently. That's what they keep telling me. I'm like, really? <laughs> I think it's fair to say. That things are not better, but there is good too. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Of course. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. The whole is not full. Yeah. But there's more joy in my day than there was a week. How about that? Is that fair? Yeah. I think if I can say what I've observed in you, there's less anxiety. Yes. There is less there's more sadness, more grief. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. grief is heavier. Yeah. Also more peace. You're, you seem much more peaceful. But yeah, just sadder. Of course you are. I am sadder. You're so much more joyful and you're so much sadder. I am so much sadder. And I was not expecting that. Yeah. I'm so sad. I'm so sad that my son is here. And I'm so sad that I'm so sad that my house is sad and I'm so sad that yeah like this baby loses things too like at least I didn't realize that I didn't yeah. realize that like this baby loses ex- because because her brother died she mm-hmm. also loses she's not going to get to meet her sweet big brother so there's that that's really sad and then she also has come seems like you feel some guilt about bringing her home into a house that's not as joyful as as her brother it is so true I feel so sad for her but she doesn't get she you know like she deserves a happily ever after why should she have an option B life or whatever she wants she's gonna have an option a life I want her to have an option A life just because I have an option B life. Lena, you tell me all the time. You tell me all she needs is your love. Yeah. I was all just about to say that. Love. That's exactly what I was yeah, going to say. That's what you tell me. All she needs. She doesn't know. All she needs is your love. That's yeah. what she feels. All a three-day-old baby needs is to be snuggled up next to her mom. And you're giving that to her. Yeah. You're yeah. pouring love into that baby. And that's yeah. All a three-day-old baby needs. She doesn't need the pomp and circumstance. She doesn't need balloons in her house. She doesn't need everybody to be feeling happy and joyful every single minute of the day. She doesn't know. She's a baby. She's getting the love from your heart, and she's getting your snuggles, and you're feeding her, and she's got a dry diaper, and she's alive. That's all a three-day-old baby needs, and that's what's in your control, too. 
here's what you can do. You can feel your feelings. Yeah. You can not, not judge your feelings. Yeah. You can love that baby. Yeah. That's all that's in your control. She's alive right now. Do you think that's going to get a little easier? Yes. I'm kind of tired of having so many hard days. It will get easier. It will absolutely get easier. You're right in the thick of it. You're right in the thick of it. What do you think, like six months? I think sooner than six months. I think you need to get some evidence that this baby's alive, first of all. Right? You know, you only have a couple of days of that. So that's brand new. Over time, she's going to just keep getting more and more alive. My life is hard, though, Alina. It's really hard. It's really hard. It's a really tiring, hard, sad life you live. I do. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. That's why you're tired and you're sad. It's because it's a tire, tiring, sad life. I live a very tired, sad life. Yeah. Even when there's joy, it is a tired, sad life. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I know. That's horrible, Lena. <laughs> we got I fucked. Know. We did get fucked. And you know what? I'm still mad about it sometimes at the universe. <laughs> but... But you know what I will say is like, I think I said this before, but like the peace I've seen on your face is like, so I've only ever known you as a lost mom. I haven't ever known you as an alive baby mom. Right. And the peace I see in your face and can feel in your voice on the phone is so beautiful. Like I can tell that there's just this little spark of, of fresh joy. That's inside of you. And I think that's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Really? Yeah. I feel like I've felt dead inside for so long. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have an idea for what we can do. I think we should look at the, I think we should look at the feelings wheel and talk about our feelings. I've never done that before. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you a couple of specific questions questions okay because i want you to think about your different layers of your feelings okay when you think and about, also you're gonna say them your feelings yeah you can ask me questions you want to okay. ask questions you want to do that you t- i don't know how this game goes i've never played this either this is i say play we're, this isn't really a game we're weird huh <laughs> <laughs> okay so how does it start okay so i'm gonna say so in the center of the wheel we will post the the picture of this on our instagram are the kind of like big categories of feelings. So the center is fearful, angry, disgusted, sad, happy, surprised, and bad. Okay. Then as you go one ring out, it gets more specific. So like, for example, you can say, okay, I feel sad. And then within the sad wheel, you also have lonely, vulnerable, despair, guilty, depressed, or hurt. And then okay. it gets more and more and more specific. So it helps you really drill down to how you're really feeling. Okay. So you, okay. I'm going to ask you first. So what what is your predominant feeling today? My predominant feeling is happy. You have been really happy. I have been really happy. Really been happy. Yeah. Okay. Within happy. Yeah. Do you feel playful, content, interested, proud? Let's start with those four. Do you feel any of those? Um, I feel some amount of contentment. Yes. Uh-huh. I think you've almost, you've been feeling playful too. Yeah, I think so. Playful and content. And I would also say I feel Proud, optimistic. Accepted. Oh, optimistic. Okay. Yeah. Within optimistic, do you feel inspired or hopeful? Hopeful. Okay. So you're feeling hopeful. Let's go back to content. Within yeah. content, do you feel free or joyful? 
Joyful. Joyful. And then with the playful, do you feel aroused or cheeky? I don't think I feel either of those things, but I do feel okay, playful. So let's go. So you feel you feel joyful, mm-hmm. and hopeful, yeah, and playful. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm jealous. <laughs> okay. What a happy life you live. Okay. Do you with feel any baby. other feeling with a dead baby? Do you feel any other feelings between the surprise, bad, fearful, angry, disgusted, sad? Do you feel a sub feeling or no? Okay. So, all right. Yesterday, I had kind of a hard moment at Ikea. Where I would say I felt bad, drilled down into stressed, and drilled down into overwhelmed and out of control. And I also felt fearful, drilled down into threatened, drilled down into exposed. Okay. I actually had a derealization episode. Has that ever happened to you where you think the world is not real? That's never happened to me before. I've, I've had this regular dissociation where I know who I am and I know the world is real, but like I'm separated from it. I think you've experienced that. But what I had yesterday at Ikea was actually derealization where I was sitting in the like warehouse bays of Ikea and I felt like I was in a video game because all I could see was everybody's torsos like moving through the other bays of the Ikea. That's weird. Yeah. So anyway. I feel about Ikea. I know, but I still love Ikea. I still had an overall really good time. So overwhelming. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to ask you, and we can talk again about another feeling of mine in a second, but I'm going to ask you, when you think about new baby girl, do you feel happy, sad, disgusted, angry, fearful, bad, or surprised? And we'll set aside, let's contain the the Aiden feelings. Just think about your connection with her. How do you feel? I feel peaceful. Yeah. So peaceful, peaceful. within peaceful, do you feel loving or do you feel thankful? Both. Yeah. Yeah. I feel both. I'm more thankful than I've ever been. Yeah. You really, you, you know that the opposite, that the alternative can happen. And she's here and alive. So you feel very thankful for that. You know what else? So you know how I have that teddy bear? Mm Mm-hmm. The weighted teddy bear. Yeah. So I like for a year, I like held it in my arms, like on my chest, and I would just close my eyes, and I would feel like the bristles of hair at the top of the teddy bear, mm-hmm. and I would like imagine in my head that it was that it was Aiden. I did it for like a whole year, you know. Yeah. To the teddy bear, and then the other night. I was holding her and I closed my eyes and I felt the bristles appear at the top of her head and I thought to myself for a minute like oh my god I was right like I was able to recreate that sensation and like it like it felt good because I got it right yeah yeah (laughs) good job like what I think parenting a dead baby is harder, by the way, than parenting a live baby. I but it's like that. you're grasping at straws for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like reading into signs. You're mm-hmm. like, to get a sensation right mm-hmm. feels so good. <laughs> it felt so good. It was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, like maybe all those times I wasn't deluding myself. Like I really 
like it felt good. Yeah. You got to feel, you were feeling little wispy hairs. I was feeling wispy hairs. I got it right. Oh, I love that. that Okay. So now when you think about your love for Aiden, your grief that Aiden is not here, where did, where do you fall on the center, center wheel? How I feel about Aiden. Um, no, I feel sad. Mm -hmm. And so feeling sad, do you feel lonely, vulnerable, despair, guilty, depressed, hurt? feel really lonely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel lonely. I feel like I'm the only one in the world who sees it my way. Yeah. You're the only one carrying his loss in this, in this exact way that you are. Yeah. And everyone else, and my husband's going through his own stuff. So let's put him aside, but everyone else is so eager to focus on the joy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the only one who still feels the weight of this loss. That's how I feel. Yeah. Okay, what are my options? Isolated or abandoned? Mm-hmm. I definitely feel, I don't know if I feel abandoned. And I'm not 100% sure I feel isolated. That's okay. You can just lonely. feel lonely. I just feel lonely. Can I ask if you feel vulnerable? It just feels like it's inviting in people into a very into a space that I'm really vulnerable that makes sense like I'm like inviting people into my home virtually you know not really but like I'm inviting and I'm so vulnerable I'm like inviting all these people to text me congratulations and all these people to be like we're so happy for you it's like I'm I don't feel ready to receive that yeah okay does that make sense that makes perfect sense And, you know, what I'll also say is, like, you can share it in your own time. There's no rush. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also, you know, receive what people are saying, and you don't have to respond in any particular way or at all. Right. I I wish that people would say, this is what I wish people would say. I wish people would say, like, we're so happy for you. We really miss Aiden, too. We're sorry he's not here. Yeah. That's not what people say. They're all like, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. This has made me so happy. It's like, what a joyous event. What a joyous event. Only joyous occasions in the future. It's like no one's acknowledging that this is complicated. Yeah. It's very complicated. It's very complicated, which makes me feel, I think, responsible to feel you know, I just feel like I have to plant that flag of like, this is complicated. Yeah. Don't simplify it. And then I think those feelings just get bigger and bigger. They're amplified because you, the, the more you feel like people are making you quiet, the louder you feel like you have to get to say your message. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, with me, you can always say, and I'm thinking of Aiden first and foremost. I love this new baby, but you're Aiden's mom to me. <laughs> Aiden's you will always be in my phone as Judith, comma, Aiden's mom. <laughs> You're Alina Quinn's mom, except there's no comma. Don't do that bullshit. Comma <laughs> in a cell phone? No way. <laughs> Alina. Oh, man. I remember when, I, when we were talking in the hospital, because you had just, I mean, essentially just given birth like an hour before, two hours before. Yeah. And you were just missing Aiden so much you were holding her and you loved her i could see the love in your face and in your eyes but you were also just so sad you were missing aiden so much 
It's the both. And I have like these fresh, I'm doing things I haven't done. Yeah. Changing a diaper, so, making a bottle, breastfeeding. Back all these memories too. Yeah. Yeah. And we've spoken about how it feels so like our kids, sometimes it just feels like it never happened. Yeah. But when you know how to change a diaper, when you know how to birth a baby, you know that it happens. Right. That's right. I, I sometimes have this fear. I mean, I frequently have this fear that the next time I push out a baby, they're going to place him or her on my chest and I'm going to be like, this isn't Quinn. You know, like I think no matter how much I can logically understand that the next baby will be his or her own person and not my dead son there's still a piece of our bodies that's like, oh, my baby is here again. My baby. Oh, but it's not my baby. It's my other baby. And sometimes it's like even the small things that you say, like I used to say, like, you know, like such a sweet boy, you know, mm-hmm. my sweet boy or something. And I, I, those words are so fresh on my lips. I find yeah. myself saying them and I have to correct myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's really difficult. Having a new baby is not easy in any circumstances, but this is a really, really challenging, extra challenging circumstance. Where you're doing a really good job. You've got some tools. You've got your psychiatrist, you've got your therapist, yeah. you've got me, you've got your mom there to take care of you. You've got yeah. Ativan soon. You've Ativan got the outlet on, on baby girl. Yeah. I like that outlet. Good. I like the outlet a lot. Good, good, good. What are your other tools? Did we cover all of them? Feels like we covered all of them. You know what? It's spring, so you can take her outside as much as you want. Good weather. Yeah. I remember you said that Quinn was a winter baby. Yeah, Quinn was born, like, right when it started to get cold, which was fine. I still took him out all the time. I would just bundle him up in his little carrier. He was happy. Yeah, he was so happy. He was warm with his mommy. Yeah, okay. It has to get easier. It will. It will get easier. Actually, it might not, but let's just say eventually it will. No, it will get easier. It will get easier, and it's not going to be six months away. I do think you're going to have little hard snippets here and there for the rest of your life, as it always is, but I think... This really acute, really challenging stuff is is short going to be short lived. Okay, so hang on. What else are my should I do my other feelings? Do I have other feelings? I don't know. Do you have other feelings? I feel like I'm trying to think. Else. If I think about the new baby, I feel hopeful. Your new baby, I feel hopeful. I feel grief. I feel it's gonna hit you, Alina, one day. I know, I know, I know. I feel a little bit powerless, you know. But honestly, like by far, the the biggest feelings is hopeful and joyful. Like I think that's part of the reason that I feel hopeful and joyful is because of this new special little baby, baby as long as I'm living. <laughs> Even though, Alina, I don't make it look good. You don't make it look good, but I, I know it's going to be bad when I have another baby. <laughs> Believe me, I, I would have known that even if I weren't watching you do it. If anything, it's good confirmation that I'm right. 
<laughs> like, yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Maybe that's also part of it. It's hard. Like I didn't have anyone to watch. Yeah. I do think some of this is like, I think some of the distress is that you're being, you're getting caught off guard. Totally caught off guard. Yeah. So thank you for doing it first. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. All I right. I thought about you this morning because I put on this rap thing and I was like, oh, I want to do this shit. And then I was like, you know who knows how to do this? Yeah. Well, I'm going to come visit soon. I want to figure out when to do that. To all of our wonderful new friends, we want to hear from you. Email us at aslongasimlivingpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at aslongasimlivingpodcast. We'll get back to you as soon as our grooving brains allow.